My name is Wes Biggers, and you are listening to Pivot in Place. This week, we are getting into more of a swing of social distancing. Uh, Businesses are beginning to adjust to how they're going to do business. And we're all still wondering whether or not toilet paper will ever come back into our stores. Uh, We're beginning to see vegetables, bread, cleaning supplies. I saw cleaning supplies in the store the other day. But uh, the toilet paper roll is still an endangered species. And at this point, uh, I think we have all settled into the idea that this is going to be a much longer haul than what we thought. Uh, We are certainly well past the idea of Easter or even the end of April, I think. Uh, There's still some hopeful thought for that, but I think it's reasonable to say that we are uh, into May, possibly into June of how long this is going to take. Uh, We are still trying to get to the point where we can do sufficient testing, where we understand the transmission methods of the coronavirus. And until we really understand all of that, uh, it's a crapshoot. It's a guess um, of how long it's going to take whether or not we're going to be able to survive this uh, longer than what we think. As we are looking at how long this is going to take, we in the business world have to start, you know, those of us that are managing businesses have to start thinking about what does it mean to survive for a business? How do you define that? Because there's a lot of different things that go with it. Given that we are looking at this going for such a long period of time, um, we are making those adjustments for survival of the human race uh, or individuals. But we also need to be thinking about what does it mean for a business to survive? What does survival look like for a business? And this might sound like a little bit of an ethereal question, uh, but stick with this. Uh, There's some obvious information to come up. But then I'm headed for a bigger message at the end. So stick with me uh, all the way to the end of this one if you can. So there are two definitions of the word to survive, two ways to look at this. One is, uh, definition number one is continue to live or exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. The second definition of survival is to remain alive after the passing of a relative. Both of those definitions will apply to how your business looks. But at any rate, the concept of survival is still there on the other side of whatever has happened. Unlike a person where survival uh, living is well-defined, a business can exist in many different forms, uh, both active and passive. And that is where we are right now. That is part of the fun of being a business manager, business owner. You get to decide what that's going to look like. Um, and that's really what I want to, want to talk about this particular episode is defining exactly what does that look like? You know, where are we headed? What decisions do we need to make to ensure that we get to the other end? So there are three basic categories that we can put every business in right now. Those that are profitable businesses. The second kind of group are those that are on the margin. These companies are those that currently are unprofitable without making any changes to the business, but they could possibly be profitable if they do make changes. 
And then the third kind of group, the ones that it doesn't matter what they do, that business is not going to be profitable right now. Uh, once you know, once you've looked at where your business is, where should your priorities be? And this is where we create kind of a continuum of uh, what the priority of a business manager is. You know, I, I'm looking at this as there is a scale of ways to prioritize your business. First off, you can decide you want to just run as is for as long as possible. You, If you think you have enough cash in the bank uh, that you can continue normal operations for as long as it's necessary, uh, again, this plays to the question of exactly how far away, how, how long are we going to be in this condition? One level of running a business is to just run as is for as long as possible. The next step is for those that maybe need to make changes. They want to get to a profitable point so that it's sustainable throughout the entire period of the downturn. But, um, you know, but they're going to have to make changes to get there. So that would be doing layoffs or furloughs until the recovery happens, until we get to the other side. This could also apply for those companies that are not profitable. There's no way they're going to be profitable and they're trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, how to survive. What is the definition of surviving? Um, and so that would be layoffs or furloughs if you're turning down the amount of business that you're doing or if you're going to hibernate. Uh, if you're going to hibernate the business, uh, which means you're going to cease operations but you're going to keep the corporate entity alive. You're still going to have your corporate assets. You're going to continue paying rent. You're going to continue paying your, um, you know, whatever your insurance bills and things like that are. But it's, it's down to the bare minimum to keep the company going. So basically, you've got three different levels here. Run as is for as long as possible if you have big reserves. Layoff, furlough, begin to turn down the volume of your business to the point where you can either run in that new condition for as long as we think it'll take or as long as you think it'll take, or that you're going to turn down to the point where you actually get to profitability so that you can get through to the other side. And then the third option is to hibernate the business uh, and preserve all of the assets that you have so that when we get to the other side, we can act, you can come back and, uh, and be a going concern again. One thing to remember on these three levels, it is very easy to slide down the list, but climbing back up that list requires resources. And these resources are the things that are absolutely critical that we need to understand where we are with them. Okay, so things to consider as you are picking where your priority is in that hierarchy of three conditions of running a business. How long is this going to take? We don't yet know. There's still looming on the, on the horizon the possibility that we get through at least some point of this, the curve begins to flatten out, we start seeing fewer and fewer reported cases, and because everyone is so anxious to come back and get the economy going and get their jobs back and have money flowing, that we drop the restrictions so quickly and we create a second spike in the growth of the coronavirus. At which point, we're back to doing this all over again. We've yo-yoed the economy, and it's going to last even longer on the other side. 
talking about how long or what this, you know, how, how long we need to survive, that's a critical question. If you don't know what your cash burn rate is and you have a bank account out there, but you have no idea how long that's going to, to last for, that is, I think, step number one that I would be looking at is how fast am I going to be burning through my cash? Make the assumption, if, if you hopefully have done some modeling and some budgeting and you, you have a good feel of what your, at least what your gross margin is, and you say, if my revenue is cut in half, what is my cash burn rate? If my revenue is cut 80%, what is my cash burn rate? And what does that level indicate in terms of how long I can survive? What are my windows for when I need to be making decisions to slide down the scale, the priority scale. The second thing to really consider is customers, vendors, and employees. None of us are in business, at least I really hope none of us are in business, to take advantage of those people that make us successful. We also need to consider customers and vendors in that. So when we're making decisions of what to do with our business, you know, if you're priority is I want to make sure my employees have money for as long as possible. Uh, I don't want to lay anybody off. I don't want to furlough anybody. I want to make sure that I've still, that I'm supporting my, my employees as long as I can. The other parts of that are, I want to make sure I'm supporting my customers. Am, am I providing something that is important enough that if I go away, if I hibernate my business, my customers are going to suffer. And vendors are a really critical part of this too. You know, we're cash is a cycle that runs through the economy. So if you don't have anything coming in and you're having to look at closing, your vendors are going through the same thing. Your ability to stay in business determines your vendor's ability to stay in business. Uh, and if they aren't doing a good job of thinking about these issues and what does it mean to survive and they run themselves all the way to the limit, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. When we come back on the other side, they may just plain old not be there. And you are caught in that really difficult position of not only trying to get your business back up and running, but also having to resource, you know, go out and find all new sources for those things that your vendors provided you. The last thing to consider is, as I mentioned before, if you slide down this list, you know, run as is, go through layoffs and, and uh, shrink the, con the company, and then you know, get all the way down to hibernate the company, climbing back up that scale, getting back to run as is, and then the next step above that, run as was, uh, to go up that scale requires resources. You can define what that resource means however you want to. I, I think it's fair to say no matter what company you are, it's going to require cash. And then what other resources do you need? Do you have any perishable liabilities? You know, if, if you've got perishable liabilities and then you've got to replace those, uh, that's going to take resources, whatever those resources might be to get there. So thinking about the resources required to come back will help you start looking at and mapping what your plan is going to be. Have you ever been hit with an obvious statement? What I mean by that is some big reveal happens out there. Somebody says something and it, it, 
it seems like they are so wise and you step back and you think, duh, of course, that's, that's an obvious statement. You know, I, I love to joke with my wife. We, when we lived in Colorado, the Broncos were doing really well. And we were, we were, of course, as so many people in the Denver market are uh, Broncos fans. We would sit down and we would watch the Broncos football games on TV. And we heard the most inane statement I have ever thought of a sportscaster looked at his co-host and said, what the Broncos need now is a touchdown. Hmm. I wouldn't really chalk up a lot of wisdom to that statement, but where I'm going with this, Stephen Covey, for those of you that have read some of his materials, uh, you know, I've been through seven habits of highly effective people and, and been through a couple of courses in my previous corporate career. But he had a statement in there that I kind of chalk up to the obvious, and and yet it's something that is important to keep, uh, you know, front of mind. It's, it's something to keep uh, visible and to think about. And that is the statement that says, begin with the end in mind, which, yeah, you would think, well, duh. But for so many people, for so many managers, it's just taking an action, but it's not necessarily looking to the other side of those actions. As business owners, as business managers, our job is to keep the big picture. Bring back the economy on the other side. That's really what we want to do. That is the definition of survival, is being on the other side and bringing all of this back. Okay. In order to do that, you need the resources to start your business again. Or if you've had to turn down the volume of your business, you need the resources in order to grow that. Growth requires money. So growing too fast can be just as dangerous as not growing at all. With luck, when we get to the other side of the COVID crisis, our economy is going to want to go grow back and we're all going to be hungry to see it grow back quickly. We need to make sure that we are planning that, being aware of that, understanding what resources will require or what resources will be required to get us back to where we want to be when we want to be there and when the economy can get us there. So planning the slide down this list is partly having that model, understanding what resources do I need to have. And so before I get there, you know, before I get below that threshold level, understanding, okay, if I get my, if my cash balance comes down to this point, it's time to take my business to that next priority level uh, of shrinking the business, or I've already shrunk the business and I'm not able to get there. I've got to hibernate this business so that I still have those resources on the other end. The big picture of all this is bringing the economy back on the other side. Remember, that doesn't happen without businesses, and businesses don't exist easily. You, every one of you, all of us, have endured innumerable changes, and we understand how to shape and control and motivate our businesses, we have all dealt with changes on a regular basis. We understand how to grow, how to shape, 
how to, to refine our company and make it hum. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the different little things that happen within our business. But that means that you are a very valuable resource. You need to make sure that in this, this list of resources that are required, you list yourself as well. You also probably need to list your key managers that can't be part of this decision, but they are a required resource to bring this back. So what does it take to protect you and to protect those key individuals that you need in addition to all the other things that you have in order to make sure that you survive on the other side so that the people who unfortunately have to be laid off in order to to enable that survival can then be brought back. Now, that brings up a great term. Uh, I've used the term layoff and furlough, but the message is a little bit more subtle because furlough says, I am making plans today so that you will have a place to come back to when conditions improve. It implies a level of confidence that you are managing things for a recovery. A layoff gives the impression of, well, I don't know what the hell's going to happen, so good luck. Okay. Life is all about choices. We've got the short-term choices. What do we need to do today to prevent the spread of coronavirus? What do we need to do today to make sure that money is flowing, our employees are taken care of, uh, you know, whatever that might be, that there's still food in the refrigerator But there's a long-term perspective that we also need to consider, which is, what do I need to do to make sure I'm there on the other side for the people that are going to need it so desperately? And perhaps you can be one of those companies that has enough resources now that you can say, all right, I've got enough to handle my cash burn rate. Everybody stay in place. We'll do whatever we can for a week, two weeks, a month. And then if we hit that point and it still happens that nothing's going to come back quickly, you can then ratchet down and say, okay, we're going to have to furlough some non-essential personnel. And then we can operate there. Or maybe you want to make that decision sooner so that you furlough non-essential personnel earlier, but you can keep essential personnel that much longer instead of going a month and then furloughing non-essential personnel and then being able to go another month. Maybe if you go two weeks, furlough non-essential personnel, you can go not just the following six weeks, but you can make it eight or 10 weeks with, with essential personnel on the payroll. Again, preserving those resources that you will need to recover. At some point, you may have to go into that hibernate mode. It's all about communication. And if you can be one of those companies that slides down that scale, then you are doing something that is both short-term and long-term. It's up to you to decide how that's going to look. Okay, actions. I have told you in the introduction to this that I will stay focused on actions. Uh, And this is not just a ramble on, you know, monologue. Um, It's still a monologue, but I want to give actions that say this is something to consider. This is something to work on. I I want to stay action focused. Today's three actions that I've got. Action number one. Define survival for your company. Talk about it. Talk about it with your partner. 
or your partners, your board, your key employees, your spouses, if that's important. For me, it's, it's critical. But all of those people need to be a part of this decision of saying, this is what we are going to do to survive. These are the resources we will need on the other side, and this is how we preserve those resources for whatever the time may be. And when you are making these decisions, please consider worst case. Run that expected date out, June, July, August, before the the social distancing handcuffs come off. But even then, remember, it's not a flip of the switch and everything comes back because at that point, we are just going to start ramping the business up. So you need to also consider in that timeline, how long will it take to grow the business back to the point where I think, you know, where I can be profitable? Define survival for your company. Step number one, action number one. Action number two, communicate that definition or communicate that plan where appropriate. Certainly, where appropriate is to your employees. Again, going back to the whole conversation we just had about furlough and layoff, being able to communicate why you are taking the actions, that you are being proactive instead of reactive, that you are making sure people are taken care of, Perhaps you can get a hold of your insurance companies and you can tell your furloughed employees, you can still have your health insurance. I can't pay it. Or maybe I can. Maybe that's part of the furlough is I can pay your your portion of the health insurance for a a period of time, you know, until, until we have to pare down. Those are plans that you can make that will help you keep some of those employees to come back, but communicate with them. The same, do the same thing with your customers and your vendors. Your customers and vendors need to understand, are you just disappearing? Or are you going to be there on the other side? Your vendors, that may be very critical to them, especially if they are having to go to the bank and say, I need money. And I know when this comes back that my, you know, my, you're their customer, my customer's are being proactive and making sure that there's a demand for my product on the other side. I need this to survive and to get there so that I'm there for them. You know, it, this is, uh, to, to co-opt a, a phrase, this is going to take a village to get us all back to where we need to be. So if we're all working together and we are all communicating what those plans are, that's absolutely critical and important. Action number one, define survival for your company. Action number two, communicate that definition where appropriate. And then, of course, the follow-on to that, which will be our next episode, is how do I make that survival happen? Action number three, like or subscribe to this podcast. Give me comments. Whatever podcast source you use, whether you are on Spotify or you are on Apple Podcasts uh, or or whatever the, the podcast source you use, leave comments. Put them in there so that other people can see. Recommend it to other people, maybe those vendors that you have that might need to be paying attention to doing these same things for themselves. And I would love to get input on what you would like to hear about. My name's Wes Biggers. Thank you for listening. This is Pivot in Place.